Remember, the target of everything, again, is you, all of you, everybody. That's what authoritarian systems, that's how they really rule. They don't want you to understand that you're getting ruled. They want you to think they're being democratically governed. But you've been ruled your whole life long, and before you were born, in fact, you've been ruled. It's the same with population control. Population control has been practiced for an awful, awful long time. And you can't please the, the, the people who put all the different commands out there and, and be good and do what you're told and don't have many children. And then when you do it, then they say, well, there's not enough of you. <laughs> and then the floods Europe. So yeah, it's not meant to, you can please the master. This is another thing I, I meant to say too. You see, under totalitarian systems, you can't please the masters to get along. You can't please them. In fact, they hate you for groveling on your knees to them. They really do hate you. The, the, the more you grovel, the, the more they despise you. I remember giving a talk years ago, it's like, um, if you imagine a king on a throne, and there's, and there's a bunch of steps going down to the, to where the, all the peasants are standing, you know. And you have to go up there and you've been called up for some misdemeanor or whatever I was to be. But you go in there and you know that this is a per- this is, this person has the power of life and death. There's no appeals department here. And if he condemns you for something, that's you finished. So yeah, people would fall on their knees and they, 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 they'd try and climb up the stairs to clutch the hem of the, of the cloak of the, the great king or whatever. And grovel. But the more that you grovel, the more they despise you. Because you grovel. So there's no pleasing them, as I've said. I used to say, we're, we're all crippled to an extent with, with indoctrination we've had. And there's circumstances in which there's not been a generation that's had peace, you know. You get bank collapses every, at least twice a century. And a bunch of minor ones in between. But at least twice a century, you get at least a couple of good ones. And as they, as they plunder your wealth and take it from you. And the money's devalued. And so if you had before, you got maybe half of what you had before, in real spending power, you see, this is how it works out. And then you have um, wars, wars that you had no say in, wars to, to go against people that you had no beef with at all. And, and here's, here's your government trying to make you hate them very quickly until they go for you. If you, if you say, well, I, I, I'm sorry, I, I, I just can't bring myself to really hate them. You know, Now you're an enemy, you see. Big forces at you. But you never get peace. You never, you just don't get an era of peace, do you? You don't get it. It's quite amazing that I watched, uh, someone sent me a documentary, it was, on like, economists who are connected with the WF talking about the 2007-8 crash. And they're disappointed. They were disappointed, by the way. These characters like that, who, who work with the United Nations and W, they were disappointed that 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 the, cons, the consumption of people and and the recovery after the last crash, two thousand seven and eight, had happened. Uh, it was it was happening despite the policies of government to try to keep everything down, because you're supposed to have been in a, an age of austerity already after the two thousand seven eight collapse, but a lot of small business helped pull them out of it. And they hated the idea. Well, guess who's all been closed down with this great reset? Think that's coincidence? You see, the, the last 2007-8, apart from a plundering job, was also a reset. And it doesn't mean just resetting the, the, the value of your current. It was a way of living post-consumer sustainability. The same mantra you've heard for years from the same people. That's the purpose of it. And they were really ticked off that, that, that we, we weren't suffering and more and more and more. And if we were still buying things and all that and, and, and the economy was recovering, they hated that. Absolutely hated it. You're supposed to get taxed in the ground with carbon taxes and so on, so you don't have any spare money. I gave a talk years ago on this from their own records and agendas where they talked about sustainability and what it meant that eventually all spending uh, for extras would be gone because so much of your money would go into a higher cost for all kind of energy 
and basic foodstuffs and so on until you'd have no money left, and that was sustainability. Every extra was out the window, you know. Well, here it is again, eh? <laughs> oh, it's this COVID, you know. And that's how things are done. The public never really catch on to the real goings-on. And again, here's another thing too. There's no point just arguing everything you know about COVID. Folk, folk are fixated on COVID-19. And they're arguing, again, which are obvious contradictions from the mainstream and all the so-called experts and what people are, who are working with the patients and all are coming out with two, two, two totally different stories of the reality of COVID. And you're supposed to get involved in the argument, you see, they want you to, because you, you never win it. How can you win it when it doesn't matter who says what? Uh, it, all, it comes down to facts don't matter. What is dictated and decreed by the top groups is what you, you better parrot or else that's, that's it. It's not meant that you win it, you see. And again, facts don't matter. Even from the frontline doctors have come out en masse in Germany and across the world and and in states and elsewhere. The facts don't This is a bigger program than anything you've ever been told. Or will be told. The whole future of their, the, the, the whole future of the past 50 years of planning to bring you to total austerity is, was almost tossed out the window until they came up with this. This is the great crash reset. <laughs> this is it. To bring all the policies through. And you're not supposed to go back to any kind of, of consumerism afterwards that you had before. They've said that actually. They've actually said the club are wrong. So it's not me making this up. You can read it yourselves if you want to. So you have to think for yourselves. And that's not an easy thing to do when you're bombarded with, uh, again, all these thousands of uh, voices and psyop operatives and uh, of various guises of kind to try to grab your mind and get into your head and, and say, don't think your own thoughts, for goodness. We take my thoughts. Again, I, I'll get back to something I've never finished for a while, but I, I said, waking up for most folk, for, for the real daring people, you need a crash course in skydiving. Yeah. But again, it's, it's like jumping on a plane with a parachute. You, you have to be willing to accept that you're, you're, if you went through reality, You'll get shock after shock after shock. And you might not be prepared for the shocks, because a lot of things that you thought were true, you, you, you question and you toss out. and you, you, you might go into shock just finding out all that kind of stuff. Until you realize that things that you held to be dear and true were fake, and maybe they were real at one time. We'll never really know. But definitely in your lifetime, and probably your parents at least, it's been fake, and you may have to let them go. All the things that are dear to you. That's 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 what, if you're really after truth, eh? You can't. Really, and we're all human. You say, "Well, I like the truth, but I also like the idea that you know that this was real and so on." And, and, and that's the sad part about it, because you have to toss a lot of, of the things out that you really liked. I can remember when information was always filtered down to, to writers of music and songs. When when the politically correct updates were getting put out by the, those who ran, I mean, this this is a an, the, the culture industry is a tightly controlled industry. It's a very important industry because that's how you shape society and control, keep a hold of society, but guide. The changes that you want implemented, there's hardly anything in it that, that's outside of the authority of it. That's drama, movies, music, everything, you know, art, painting, all that. And years ago, but in the 1970s, those who owned the business, the, the world business for culture, because it truly is, it's a big club, they must all work together, fashion, uh, music, as I say, the arts, the movies that you watch, novels that you read, it has to always be a kind of a, 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 an understood um, repetitive agenda, you see, to get through that this is all quite natural and it works together. There's no doubt about it. 
And um, back in the seventies, as I say, it comes down to the to the writers in the music area and in the in the lyrics too, as well as music, though, and some are both, of course. And they they were telling them that they wouldn't purchase and use songs that uh, they would say he or she and so on or use first names of the genders and so on. And that's how uh, suddenly you had a, you had um, so-called love songs that, that wouldn't specify uh, who you were singing to. <laughs> and it was pretty well banned in a sense. And no one could sell any songs uh, if, if unless they changed to gender neutral. Neither he, she, or whatever. And very amorphous in a sense. And that's how it is with the styles too. As went into eventually the, when they brought out rap, for instance, it didn't happen by itself. And you, you prepare a, a whole generation really for the, for the 2020s where you're going to set them loose on the streets and kill cops and yada, yada, yada. It's, you prepare the ground and folk don't realize it as they're living through it. They think it's still entertainment as they're being programmed for what's to come down the road. And I mentioned it before that Albert Pike said it too that you never start a premature revolution. Everything must be in place. You must have everything perfect, including the training of the people and, and indoctrination of the people that you're going to use for the revolution. It takes years to prepare that too. It even takes years to prepare the teachers who teach them. And and again, with the, the culture industry, they have to be prepared too, to be all on board together with the same agenda with when it comes to big changes. So everything's done way, way ahead of time, and for and for what's to happen down the road. Uh, I always think of the Rolling Stones song "Time Is on My Side" in the tribute. That was the idea for for Old Nick, you might say, and um, all the time in the world to change society. Foundations say it too. They can set off in the 1700s as, as foundations or philanthropic organisations, as they call themselves, and they would uh, eventually change the world. Because they could bypass parliaments and they don't have to get voted in and out by the citizenry and they can get changes done. And it might take them a hundred years or some parts of the agenda or two hundred years. And in that time, they've, they've, they've brought in a few generations of employees working for them uh, by the thousands, mind you. They're bigger organizations like massive civil service organizations in a sense. When you look at the big foundations, they have thousands of folk working in their offices. Um, you, you have to realize these are really who run, this is what runs the world. The richest folk on the planet have always really run the world. And you, do you really think they're going to give the public this idea of equality and democracy? They use the term all the time to get armies they can use <laughs> to destroy what was. But it's not meant that you get this idea of equality and democracy. They'll give you the, Soviet, the old Soviet system where, again, ruled by councils, they'll appoint leaders who will speak on behalf of you if, if it's either color, as they call it, colored or, or ethnic group, gender group, uh, whatever, or, or ethnicity, whatever it happens to be, they'll supply your leaders for you. But the rest of the people who follow it say, what happened? We thought we were going to have equality here. And, nah, it's not meant. Power, why would power ever, ever give its whole power away to you? Why do you really believe that thing? They really are philanthropic. <laughs> That's how it is. Everything runs this way in society. As I say, most of, of the, the, the management of society, the real management, and the thousands of non-governmental organizations uh, that are heavily funded by the, 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 the big foundations, that's what really runs the world, you know. There are also their own spy agencies, too. They have them across the world. And they're wonderful sounding names and into every nation in the world. And um, if you think those who own the foundations, the richest folk on the planet, don't use them to go into nations like, like they've always done and uh, look at, look get, get a hold of the resources to help the people. You know, they can't do it themselves. They need help in organizing themselves. So it's only right that experienced people should come in there and, and help them, you know, take the burden of all that potential wealth off their shoulders. And that's how things really work. Prepare the future uh, by preparing the fields. And you've got to plow the field, take the weeds out of the field. You've got to uh, harrow it, you know, just getting harrow it and 
take the stones out of the field and then supply it with extra fertilizer of all kinds, even natural, which is the best really. And they get it in, wait, wait a year and until the bacteria's in the soil and everything's working and the worms come in and aerate it too and, and then you plant the seed, you see, at the right time again. You can't plant it any time of the year. And you plant it at the right time. And then you, you're pretty well, you're a guaranteed revolution, you might say. And that's how it's done. Up and into the 1950s and early 60s, most of the songs then were boy-girl. They're all natural things. You know, it was just, it'd always been that way. Boy-girl, girl-boy. And, and uh, teeny bopper love, as they called it, that kind of thing too. Because that's how all marriages started off. or <laughs> carrying it up from teeny bopper this and teeny bopper that. And, and the folk would sing the songs and they didn't, they couldn't think that anything else was, anything was wrong with that at the time, naturally. Having, getting married and having children seemed the natural thing you do and it was inevitable actually until the pill came along, of course. And that was heavily, uh, promoted then in some countries, especially Britain. And then there was another reason why the National Health Service came out was for, to deal with abor- his abortion industry and, uh, to dispense the medications to prevent births and so on. So now that they knew that they planned for a society where very few marriages would last, because you would only flood the, the, uh, the media, the, the television and so on, and programming with basically sex, 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 which they did, which has got, got worse up until, until it's quite normal now, isn't it? You know, I don't know what is normal now on television sex-wise, but... But it's not meant to make you happy or content. TV is designed to make you discontented with everything. And that's advertising too. If advertising, um, um, what do you think it's out there? It's to make you unhappy with what you have. Whether it's a toothbrush or, or a comb or a soap or whatever it is. It's to make you unhappy with what you have. You try this instead. Well, it's the same with everything else on television. It's to guide you and shape you and, and alter you. And, and to what your masters want you to be. And to live that way too. So yeah, there's a complete war on the old system very quickly as they, as they hypersexualized the 1960s. Um, miniskirts, all that kind of stuff, and sex, sex, sex. So they could, and they mentioned it in some of the schools of thought that were out there, that they were, they're, t- they're attempting to separate the, the bonding process that occurred uh, with, with, with people, uh, as they mated, you know. So, so that sex would be completely separate and there'd be no bonding process. And that's what they're working towards with mass, you know, promiscuity, that would develop it. They're quite open about it in their writings, how they would achieve it. And it's been pretty well done, you know. Uh, and not for everybody, but for an awful lot of people. And I really don't think that people have much of a chance looking, looking back and looking at the present time. Of having successful marriages, if if they have televisions in their homes, I really don't think so. They're weaponized, so weaponized, and you can't have all these professionals working on every program. And you think you're smart enough to avoid all of the indoctrination? You're, no, you're not. So you have to avoid the what the weaponry is. It's like having a landmine there. But again, back to to reality and wanting to know the truth is to jump jump out of a plane without a parachute. If you really want to know the, know the truth. And I used to also say it was like, because I knew the, 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 the groups today, <laughs> there's a lot of fake groups out there put out by intelligence agencies that supposedly speak for you, by the way, and alternate media. The folk don't know. I used to, I just, I gave the history of that, some of the history of that many years ago to do it when they were fighting the Cold War and using different groups to put out propaganda on the, the in the radio, worldwide radio. And the CIA was operating. Well, they never really gave it up. And now, of course, it's something that, now it's really into the high tech stuff and computerization, artificial intelligence. And the, 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 whatever flavor of alternate media to fight the system that you might want, they've already got it ready made for you. And for every type of person that you are, that they have one for every, every category. They come out well funded and, and churn stuff out. And I, as I say, I've said before, I know how, what it takes out of you to do it all yourself. And if you were doing videos at the same time and documentaries and, 
until he talks. Come on here. Now you're talking about teams of people behind all. So yeah, you're, you're well, everybody's been well catered to. And I, I gave this talk again back in the 90s. I said, you know, it's like if you were living underground, yeah, we'll see you're, you're asleep. And you, you want, and you get an inkling that there's some kind of life out there. And you come up a big tunnel into the surface and you see a field there. And, and maybe a couple hundred yards up down the road, there's a forest. Eh? And you just know instinctively you should try and, you don't know that this field's a new thing to you, this space. And they have signs everywhere in, in the field of the truth is here, come here, I've got the truth. And, and these, these billboards are all over the place, you see. And then the other ones say, no, no, don't go there, come here. So they all say they've got the truth. And I said, your whole idea is to get out of that tunnel, get into that field and zigzag around everything and try not get caught on your way to that forest so you can get a breather once you're in the forest, you can kind of hide a little bit and think. Because that's what it's really like, folks, try to find the truth. And we're so well understood in this day and age, so well in every area, and analyzed, by the way, that they know how to put the grabbers out there. You know, if you notice, I just said that all mainstream does it, they've always done it. They give you an amazing headline, and you say, oh, when it gets, oh, that's going to be interesting. And you, you look at it, and there's just nothing in the story at all. It's a, it's a, we used to call a fib. The people who would do fibs, they're not awful. And that's what you've got. And, and all the, you find it with alternate media too, a lot, a lot of fibs, eh? Uh, they pretend they've got some new stuff, but it's not new at all. It's recycled, and but they'll do, the, do these grabbers, and the idea is to get you in, and then bring you around, and and, and maybe even get you off. In a, in a, there are many lanes that go nowhere, but at least you go away from from where they want you to to to. to, to they don't want you to go where you're going, so they lead you off in all kinds of directions, and and I can see it now too. I I said years ago. Once they start pulling in the reins of the internet, they'll give you everything free for about 20 years, and then they'll start pulling in the reins until you just pay for everything, and then it's monitoring you, and then they'll start silencing you, because it's a, they're private organizations. Although they're all intelligence operations, they're private. This, this is the legalities that they've set themselves up, as you say. Most intelligence agencies today are farmed out to private institutions, but they're still intelligence agencies, eh? with all the powers of intelligence agencies, too. So they want you not to, don't go off in your own direction. They want you to pull you off in the direction that they want. So, so they'll, I said that they'll happen until, but I said eventually people will stick with it. Is to take all your rights and freedoms from you. This is before they, we heard the term social credit system. But, uh, and, and I said they'll take, but most folk will stay on it because they get so used to it. And they'll still stick on their Facebooks and their, and their social programs and platforms and so on. Uh, because they got accustomed to it. And that's what folk are. You become accustomed to things. Even when it becomes bad for you, you see. Or dangerous to you. You still, oh well, you know. And, and they'll continue with it. And I said that. And sure enough, that's exactly what's happening now, isn't it? Absolutely. And, and you are your worst enemy if you're putting all your data up there. And joining all these things, and well, we, we guarantee privacy. Oh, come on here! Meanwhile, you, you've got psyop operations, the, the, like the one, the Brigade Seventy Seven in, in Britain, Seventy Seven Brigade, uh, who, who. And I've given the stuff out from the main talks that have been given by the leaders of it, and they say they've got thousands of operatives, for goodness' sake, working on it all. Well, what are you going to do? They're, they're cutting through your computers, like you wouldn't believe, like like. Nice through soft butter, warm butter. <laughs> yeah, doesn't matter how much encryption you have, but but and compelling massive data banks on you have been all along before COVID came along, before nine eleven came along, but massive data banks because everyone must be in this brave new world must be completely predictable, and that's why they they know everything about you. You give up your daily data to your friends and your likes and dislikes and all the rest of the things you do. And they add it to your personality profile and even run simulations on the virtual you. I've mentioned this before, the Pentagon 
I heard someone repeating that just the other day. They got kind of wrong, but lots of my stuff's out there for so many years, and folk just use it. Uh, but uh, yeah, the Pentagon runs virtual programs and simulations on how you personally would react in different situations in the virtual reality world, and they say that that comes is, is pretty well what you'll do in real life. You know, they're, they're, you're so well understood. So yeah, the internet is not your friend, never was. And they could never pull any of this off, by the way, without the internet and cell phone, you know. The cell phone, uh, I had it from good authority years ago, from someone who was in the know, on a certain level in the States, that, that the cell phone would become your, your ID, you know. It already had, actually. And that's exactly what it is. You buy, you pay big money for it. You analyze that you wouldn't believe with it. Most, most folk do all their stuff with their telephone, their phone. And now they're, they're demanding and they're just putting in the apps for the, for the permanent. This is permanent uh, tracing for COVID. And then after COVID, permanent this and permanent that and all the other things that are out there too. It's not going to stop, you see. It's not my opinion. In fact, just said himself that uh, e- even with these jabs that are coming along, they might not stop it. Because it's not meant to stop it, or stop anything. Uh, well, well, at least not what they're telling you it's going to stop. And uh, he said, too, you still have to wear masks and stuff, and you still have lockdowns. This is permanent. And contact tracers, as they want to, I just call them the Stasi. Because the, 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 their goals is not just to find out who's been near who. That's just the start of the agenda, who's been near who or whom. Because that's what you do in totalitarian societies. You have thousands of folk who follow people around and investigate for without their knowledge, find out where they've been, who they've spoken to, and etc. And it's to be here permanently. You're starting to get the picture now. It's two years to plan. Years and years to plan. It's interesting too, I've always thought it interesting, when you find out that, that operatives within the CIA... FBI and uh, MI6 and so on, that they use as fronts for, for big ops. And, and they're allowed to make millions, by the way. They want the selected few, you see. And they do have real businesses. They can have real business under their command, set up by this. They make real things, you know, especially in the technology departments. But it's the most dangerous time in history because never... As a power, been given so much power as this over the public. You used to have some semblance of departments that you could at least try and go and complain to. It might, might not work, but it generally didn't work. But you don't even have that today. You're seeing that your overlords are everywhere running everything. <laughs> everything, eh? Isn't just all media. And all, all artificial intelligence monitoring and so on, and censorship, etc. But they run your governments openly now. Your governments are all obedient little lackeys, obviously. And they're not going to do any help you if you complain to them. They're all on board with the agenda because they know who's buttering their bread and how they got into power as well. Very dangerous time. Who do you complain to? See, even when you had cold wars and so on, the, the tactic used to be, oh, look at them over there. Look at what they do, you know, how they repress their people. And that's how you, your system, the, run, run, the, the people who ran your country, the owners of your country, uh, would, 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 they would tell you, the peasantry, you know, look at them, look what they're doing, look how they treat this, this group or that group or whatever it is. And you're supposed to feel really bad about it, you see. And that's how they get you to hate them eventually. Look what they're doing. No, it's terrible. As they, as, they, as they create a new enemy, that's how you, you, you must get the public to hate the enemy that you want them to hate before you attack that enemy, you see. And they're awfully good at that. Sometimes it'll take 20 years of building up. Because you've got patience, you see. But you, but you understand. It never stops, I should say, except now. This is when that, that old system stops. Because, because they don't need that enemy anymore. And they'd have to, during the Cold War, he's, he's another thing too. And folk don't like to admit this, you see. 
But the governments of the West had to listen to the mass demonstrations for more money by workers or unemployed or, and so on. Like they had the 1930s and 40s and 50s and even the 60s too. And the unions, yeah, the unions were definitely getting built up big time. And often you had the communistic leaders in charge of them. It used to be strike me as odd too. Why would you need communists to be the leaders of, of the labor movement? Why can you just have labor movement leaders for your own country? Yeah, there's more things to meet the eye, you understand. Who puts them in, in power and why? And who did the release survey? But getting back to the point, the, the fact is, during the Cold War, the West had to always say, look how free we are. You see? And they keep touting about, oh, look, we've got freedom of speech and, and, and freedom to do this and freedom to do that that you don't have in those communist bloc countries. But it's all a show, folks. Because as soon as the so-called uh, communism fell, supposedly, in no time at all, your countries are off to war across the Middle East. Like old-term plans, just waiting for the right moment. Away they went. And, uh, and at the same time, all their rights with labor unions and so on start falling apart. You don't need them anymore. We're, we're too civilized now. Employees, employers are awfully good to their employees now. There's a human nature's changed, you know. And, and you watched it all go down the tubes, eh? Everything that folk thought that they'd fought for for years just vanish. <laughs> and that's how it was, it was run. So, so you understand, you're always played. Always played. And basic natures never changes. Greed doesn't change either. Ambitious people doesn't change. And if someone wants to, to, to complain about your, the fact you're getting all populist and so on, and, and that they themselves, they say, have been working for 40 years changing the world, who, who is the tyrant here that they want to make the world in their image? Well, who gave them that right, huh? Just think about that too. If you, if you want to. <laughs> But yeah, we're living through amazing times now that, that, that has never been so in your face. So who do you complain to? Uh, there's literally no point. I, I really mean that. I said this back in fact, I could tell right off the bat that this is the big agenda. That the Great Reset idea was, was a big agenda before it, they, they, they repopulized the, 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 the Great Reset, you know, and made it more commonly known what it, what it was. It was obvious that, uh, they weren't going to sit back and allow people to pull out the European Union. Uh, they weren't going to allow um, the U.S. to back out of the climate accord because the, the U.S. funds most of it. The taxpayers fund most of it. And the U.S. also fights all the wars across the world too, eh? for them party to, to make them all conform into this new system as well. Under the, you, you remember that Operation Iraqi Freedom with Bush Jr.? Remember that one? And... And the farces, as the troops tried to study, you saw these great propaganda pieces, and there's a soldier saying, you stupid effers, he says. And um, he said, we're bringing you democracy. That was a big, that was a big photographs, you know, to, to, the, to the Iraqis. And the Iraqis didn't want this thing called democracy. And the Iraqis said, well, what is it? And how come you don't have it? You know, That took a while to drop to that penny, but... That's really what, everything's propaganda, isn't it? Everything's truly propaganda. Yeah, but once the Cold War was over, yeah, you didn't have to keep the pretense of caring for the people or giving you something back for the taxes that are plundered from you all the time. So, yeah, we're not given much time at all of, of uh, much of a space in our lives for um, peace. The cultural wars on the go. To change society, you get economic warfare, as I said before, and big crashes where they plunder whole economies and your savings and devalue the currency itself. So war is devaluation, and then many resets all through your life too, as you reset the system. Bring it into austerity, wars are good for austerity and rationing, of course. And, and in between that too, you've got threats of war, you see, or keeping you safe. They're either going to save you or save the planet that you're going to destroy, or they're keeping you safe from war, you see. It's always keeping you safe and the tail rights from you. 
Same with the terror, take your all rights from you to keep you safe. And we go along with it, you know, it's the oldest trick in the book, keeping you safe and taking away your rights. There's also a good documentary, uh, it's interesting I should say, so, um, I don't know who put it out exactly, but it was, it's, um, I think it was 1965, and it was called The War Game, and it was a simulation of leading up to a nuclear war in Britain. Now they've had other ones before too, the threads and so on, really good ones, and this one went through the scenarios of what would happen and give the statistics of how many folk they expected to die in every area with radiation and they had maps of the, of the places they knew were definitely targeted for nuclear war if they went to war with Russia. And um, it, it was interesting to write down to exposing some of what they would actually do according to the plans that were on the books by the British authorities if it hadn't happened. They had some negative things in it too where they, they actually had fake ministers or priests putting out ridiculous propaganda being on board with having wars and so on. So you could tell it's very, very left-wing organizers, but, but regardless, they used professional actors at the time to do it all. And they did show you what, what the step-by-step agenda would be for dealing with the fallout and people. And it reminded me of COVID actually, because um, when COVID came out, out came the, the ethicists and the bioethics committees that I mentioned before that they already were working with governments because we're, they were already working with Event 201 before it all happened anyway <laughs> and to decide what they tell. But well, you wouldn't have enough medication to treat the certain people uh, and we wouldn't have all the, 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 even the ventilators and so on. So what they really decide right off the bat, who's going to live and die here? And who can we save and who's not worth saving? And that's what it really means, who's not worth saving? So again, this is your bioethics and, and, and command of things with lawyers. A lot of the, the, those who take ethicist courses work with law, lawyers to see how far they can push it, you, you see. So they even had that in, uh, back in the 1960s, in the 65, uh, the war game scenario. But eventually, at one stage, they, when, when the folk went into really bad irradiation sickness, and they go through all the symptoms of it, was to be expected, and so on. This is like this. This is actually is so fascinating because at that time, Britain really was was still on rationing to an extent. They could, folk couldn't afford meats, and so. On. In fact, in the documentary, they, they actually mention uh, this little shelter you were able to build inside your own home. Uh, or like some plywood, you'd be a little V-shape inside of it, and you'd try, maybe four feet wide, five feet wide, to get a couple of people in there, and stock up a little bit of food and so on. And they actually said that, that they'd already done surveys at that time. This is a time of austerity for Britain, right? High taxes, low wages, high expensive cost of living, just for basic necessities. The things that all the, all the Great Reset wants to bring back, by the way, exactly that. And, and they said that most folk couldn't afford even the, the plywood and all the things necessary to make it, to make this happen. This is 1965. The era when they gave you, oh, look at, be happy for these four self-made, you know, guys called the Beatles, eh? <laughs> Be happy for them, you know. Meanwhile, they, you're living under the threat of being annihilated. And the folk couldn't afford basic necessities or even enough food for it to last a few weeks and so on. That was Great Britain, eh? But they also showed you, just like getting back to who's going to get medication and who's not, uh, where they issued the police eventually, and it, according to the agenda, by the way, the, for the real thing, to the manual, they give the police revolvers, and they would literally shoot, because they wouldn't have medications to even put folk out of their misery, or, or pain medication, or opium, or anything, or morphine, and so they would just literally shoot people. So that was their way of dealing with it. Today, of course, is different. We're more advanced now, where your government authorities already decided that the age categories of who you save and who not you save, etc. And who's going to get medication, right? Is it train you? Well, I guess that's right. They won't have enough medication. Really? Really? Honestly? Oh, well. Okay. You're getting trained in a whole bunch of new values here, and folk don't realize it. You can't trust anything they tell you. You understand? Everything is deception. That's how they rule you, is by deception. 
That's how you get you to comply. It's to get you to start to accept things you shouldn't be accepting. Because you'll start to believe it's for the greater good. But when you start trusting government, that's what like Ronald Reagan said. I don't know who wrote, who, who his speechwriters were. All these guys, I mean, all, they all are just front people too. And the speechwriters are the ones who are on board. They're, they, I think they, they really study at the same university, this world university, because they're all, they're all on board with the same speeches across the planet, you know, at the same time with the same things that they believe in. But, uh, Ronald Reagan said that the, 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 the most frightening words that American citizens can hear it's when people come to the door and say, we're from the government, we're here to help you. And that, that's the truth. More so of what's coming in the long pike now, isn't it? It was really astonishing to see that they want to put the military around to give vaccinations. That's not what the army is there for. An army is a force. Think, think of the... the connotations of what an army is. An army is meant to go and kill people. Th- number one, think that, think that, right? think that. The event 201 and so on, uh, and all their documentation said they would use the army. They've already conditioned the army that they can help in, with floods and things. So they've already conditioned us, you know. Uh, 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 that's what they're there for. No, an army is meant to kill people, but they're going to give you vaccinations. That sounds really good. Do you feel better now? <laughs> that's quite a- and don't forget, too, the blanket immunity. The, the, the governments have all signed on to to make sure that whoever gives vaccinations will be completely immune from prosecution for any ill effects or deaths that are caused. That's a right you can never give up. Is your right to at least do that, Sue? That's this tyranny otherwise, folks. Do no harm. The Nuremberg Code as well promoted the same concept, you know. And, and that no one has the right to experiment with, on, with you and your body using any kind of medications or any techniques. You can't throw, the, you can't throw these hard-earned rights out the window. Huh? You can't do it, folks. You mustn't do it. Because we live in, in technocratic times where, you know, and your masters will give you the experts to rule you and you're too dumb and stupid to do it yourself, for goodness sake. And if they give you money and let you earn money, you start buying things. And they can't have that in a post-consumerist society. For goodness sakes. Just spend money on apps and things that track and trace you. And, 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 and never mind the cost of the phone and the programs themselves. But, uh, yeah, you just, they want you to use that all the time. But don't buy real tangible goods. Don't do that. If you, if you get tangible goods, you'll feel better. You see, actually, I, I earned money and I bought that, yeah. You see? It might make you want to buy something else. <gasps> Can't have that, for goodness sake, eh? Mm-mm-mm. You've never seen a time where the whole agenda under one guise has been rammed through under the, under the oh, well, necessities and non-necessities. Ah. <gasps> And essential and non-essential. Right down, you probably the articles you've seen where cops in Britain were searching people's purses and things to see if they'd bought anything that was non-essential in the stores. No one would have seen the day this happening. No way. Can you imagine if they did this during a Cold War scenario? Where, where they, well, do you think that, see this is the problem, the field day, a supposed uh, competitor, I don't call them enemies, they're all competing, a competitor would have, aiming at your country, look what they're doing to their citizens there, they're, they're going through and finding people and imprisoning folk for buying something they didn't need. Can you believe it? You bring this back into reality, folks. You already start doing it very quickly. And think for yourselves. Because you will not like austerity, post-consumer, where Maury's strong, you know, and gave talks about it, and, and Friends of the Earth, and all the other groups, all the, all the, the funded armies, again, funded armies, by the big foundations that really run everything, said that, uh, you know, they're bringing a, a post-consumerist society, and dismantle all business, and dismantle all industry, Completely 
into pre-industrial levels. And they mean it. <laughs> for you, that is. Eh? <laughs> Not for themselves. And once again, cuttingthroughthematrix.com Throw a few bucks my way, hopefully. And you can buy the books and discs if you want. Or you can just straight donations. They're awfully welcome. And uh, you see how to do it. Send cash is fine. Checks are fine. Or you can even get a, a check from the bank itself if you want. And MoneyGram is still accepted as well at the moment. And that will me take along because uh, you've got to realize that you're on the cusp of horror right now. And literally they're going to go for people. They're going to start knocking them off one, one after the other. Right down to imprisonment, they said, at their big meetings and the tests that they did leading up to the COVID, before COVID broke out. <laughs> they said they'd start eventually, eventually they'd not just ban folk from media and fine them and so on. They'd eventually go and pick folk up and, and imprison them. Because you'd be an enemy of the state, you see, if, if you if you're against any part of their agenda that's for the common good, you know. And for a better tomorrow. And so on. Uh, that's how tyranny never, never ever changes its, its, um, appearance really of what it really is. It has a camouflage outside, a shimmering way that it projects something to the people. But you can see past the shimmering if you wake up and see for what it is. And it's not pleasant. And there are those people who run the world who've decided in their big, big club that they have the right to decide how you're going to live or exist. Uh, right down to if they're going to even allow you to exist at all or get born, you see. And, 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 and I, this is not making stuff up. They've come they're so vocal about it, especially the last climate meeting, where they talked about, uh, the, 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 again, that this recycled ideal, oh, you should, we should get issue licenses for those folk who should, who want to get, have children to see if they should have children or not. The, the whole Chinese model, remember, huh? is there. I remember reading, uh, I'm on these oddballs that, that, that kind of, um, get, I get bored once in a while, but I'm also interested in finding out what they're saying. At these big meetings when, when the head of China comes out and gives a big speech to the West, you know. And they're long and windy and, um, and there's one a few years ago, maybe three, four years ago, maybe a bit more actually, but, uh, he came out, he, he was talking to the West, like, like a representative of, of a country talking to the representatives of the other countries like the West. And he said, and, and we hold, we hold the countries of the West to our agreement regarding reducing population. I said, what is he talking about? Wait, what, what agreement was this that he's holding us to? Huh? Was it just abortion or sterilization? Well, definitely we're going infertile in the West, as we know. It's a grown, massively grown business as fertility clinics. We've been that way for a long time now. And no one's bothered about the, 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 the sperm count plummeting. It's, and as I say, a farmer, a farmer, believe you me, of, of animals, knows everything about his animals. Stock, um, the genetics, the, the, the eugenical line that <laughs> comes from, even the names of the previous uh, bulls and so on that sperm comes from, they, they know all that stuff. Because they want you to know, again, to be predictable. Right? And if anything happens... Uh, and goes awry, then he wants to know why, what's wrong. Immediately, he doesn't waste time. You'll get the vet and whatever it happens to be. And specialists involved, regardless of what it costs him, he's got to get it done because he'll lose more if he doesn't. Um, and that's the natural thing that happens, you see. He owns the stock and he, he wants to know what's happened to his stock. Well, when we know that the, the sperm count is plummeting in the West, we know that. We know that um, there's more, more or weird kinds of cancers developed. You see that there's no crisis from our masters, and we do have masters. Why would the masters close you all down because of something they say is, is generally is so mild you won't even know to know if you've had it? This COVID, but they're not interested in finding out why you're all going sterile. 
Well, it's because, you see, they know why you're going sterile. It's meant they happen. That's why it's not a crisis. You start to get the picture here. You start using logic. They're terrified of getting a sniffle, but they don't care if you're going sterile. That's it. So there you go. So again, cuttingforamerics.com, send a few bucks my way. And don't forget, because people do forget as they get into these talks. Uh, remember, too, um, a lot of folk put them on uh, MP3 or whatever, or whatever player they're using, and they can listen to a bit at a time, or when they're driving, even some of them listen to it. A lot of people actually prefer the audio because it gives them... It's true enough, I find the same thing. An audio book, actually, I find is interesting because it goes back to reading a book, right? Where you read a book and your own mind creates the pictures of what you're reading. In your mind, and the audiobooks are the next best thing to that too. If you have the work to do, you need your hands free to do whatever you're doing and so on. You don't want to sit and stare at a screen all the time as you've other things to do. And so many people are doing that. Um, don't forget, everybody's competing for your time in this day and age. Everybody. And a lot of the, the horror shows or terror shows, I call them, that are well-funded fronts, they end up being your mainstream, <laughs> your mainstream alternative, it might be, put it that way. Um, rely on you, can't, you tuning in every day in case you miss something. This is like a horror movie. I might miss something that it might save my life if, if I hear the, some vital thing. So like you're scared to, not to tune in that day. It's, it's all psychology. Because you're always giving your leaders, you know, your heroes and your zeros. It's, that's how you run society. Look at this. Again, the, the, the 77th Brigade, as they call it in Britain, you know, the massive psychological warfare department, and they have operatives across the world, you know, thousands and thousands, and they can, they're all mobilized to attack people using all the highest equipment possible and the programs and apps and so on. To, to, and, and, and they got all access to all the back doors and all your devices, which are already pre-existing, they're all built in. And, uh, and they slow down your, your, your speed at whatever, but they've got all these ways of, of annoying you. And they actually say in their own manuals uh, that the techniques that they've used in Afghanistan and different places all come into use using it now on their own population. This is your brave new world day eh? of you know, new freedom. <laughs> and you pay for all. You pay for all. Eh? They love. They live on good paychecks. So they live very well off of you, as as they take away your rights and put you under. You know? yeah, amazing, and folk are going to accept this and just just put up with it. Mm-mm-mm. 